Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. My name is Spencer P. I'm an addict. Uh, this is the daily meditation for September 14th. Secrets are reservations. Eventually we are shown that we must be honest or we will use again. Basic text, page 82. Everyone has secrets, right? Some of us have little secrets, items that may only cause minor embarrassment if found out. Some of us have big secrets, whole areas of our lives cloaked in thick, murky darkness. Big secrets may represent a more obvious, immediate danger to our recovery. But the little secrets do their own kind of damage. The more insidious, perhaps, we think they're harmless. Big or little, our secrets represent spiritual territory we are unwilling to surrender to the principles of recovery. The longer we reserve pieces of our lives to be ruled by self-will, the more vigorously, vigorously we defend our right to hold on to them, the more damage we do. Gradually, the unsurrendered territories of our lives tend to expand, taking more and more ground. Whether the secrets in our lives are big or little, sooner or later they bring us to the same place. We must choose either way we surrender everything to the program or we will lose our recovery. Just for today, I want the kind of gift that that comes from total surrender to the program. Today, I'll talk with my sponsor and disclose my secrets, big or small. In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Michelle B. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hey, Douglas. Thank you for having me. Yep, I'm glad you can make it. So, Michelle, could you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and could you give your home group a shout-out? Sure. My clean date is December 7, 2007. I attend meetings in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and my home group is Dose of Hope. All right, thanks, Michelle. And now we're going to transition into the Just for Today. So, could you share your thoughts on secrets or reservations? Sure. Thanks. Um, when you sent me this topic and I read it, I was like, wow. Um, it really resonated with me. Uh, I can remember in high school keeping my boyfriend a secret because he was a lot older and I was still in high school and I had this, you know, good girl image to keep up, you know, involved in sports and extracurricular activities and doing everything that I was supposed to be doing, what I thought everyone wanted me to do. And once that secret came out, I had consequences from my parents. And I just remember that guilt and shame and breaking their trust and, you know, just that feeling. However, you know, that didn't stop me from keeping secrets for many, many years from my loved ones and mainly from myself. Um, then once my addiction took off, those secrets just grew and grew and grew. I believe no one knew 
and no one would get hurt what I was doing or anything like that. Um, but you know, once I went, once I found my way to the rooms of NA, many of those secrets were out in the open. And I found out that most of the secrets were not secrets. Um, everybody knew, everybody knew what I was doing. Everybody knew something was wrong with me. Um, I just thought I was, you know, smarter than they were. But I do know that I was so beat down and so tired of living that life that I just surrendered and was ready to do anything to get better. Um, so I tried, you know, the program on Narcotics Anonymous. And the first secret that I openly admitted to was that I'm an addict. Um, then once I found my sponsor and began that relationship, you know, I began to build that element of trust. And um, I don't know, she, her spirit just drew me in. And so mm -hmm. I was really able to be open and honest with her from the get-go. Um, and, you know, so exposing my secrets was not that difficult with her. And I knew that each time I surrendered and trusted her with the secret, that I felt better, I felt freer inside and I could hold my head up just a little bit higher. Um, you know, I did all the things that were suggested, 90 meetings in 90 days, sponsorship, step work, service work, asphalt recovery, everything. You know, if she would have told me to go stand in the middle of the road holding a sign, I would have done that if I thought it would have kept me clean that day. Um, you know, and all those things gave me a strong foundation in Narcotics Anonymous. Um, I was able to meet people throughout the Southeast uh, and form friendships that I still have today. And then, you know, uh, I worked the steps. I was diligent. Like I said, I was a service junkie. And then life comes and, you know, we get in relationships, we get jobs. Um, and so through these choices that I made, um, my commitment to NA and my own personal recovery took a backseat to my life and my personal relationship with my boyfriend about four years ago. Um, I stopped doing everything, not everything, just um, my zest for recovery and Narcotics Anonymous just kind of went by the wayside. You know, I stayed in contact with my sponsor and a few NA members and I went to meetings occasionally. Um, you know, and my response to that was, hey, look, I'm applying these principles in my daily life. I'm living them. But in truth, I knew I was just running on my own free will and not paying attention to my gut or anything else. Um, and so about 10 months ago, that relationship turned violent and I kept it a secret, hoping it would stop. And um, also around that time, my area up here started a new NA meeting and I began attending that meeting. And there two of my dear friends um, knew something was wrong when they just held on to me via text, phone calls, lunch dates, um, just kept reaching out, kept reaching out, reminded me of the meeting. And um, I'm forever grateful for them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Finally, I found myself backed up into a corner. I was desperate. I was scared. I was emotionally hurt. Um, I knew in my heart, if I didn't tell someone, 
I would use or I would die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so with that strong foundation that I established early in my recovery, I knew I could trust someone and tell them what was going on in my life. And so I surrendered and I got honest with a recovering addict, a couple of them, and they set me on the path of getting me out in a safe way. Um, you know, um, the life that my higher power in NA has given me today and at that time was so full of beauty and hope, love and family and friends. And I just didn't want to throw it away again. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to go back to that hell that I fought so hard. Mm -hmm. And um, so I knew that if I didn't do something, something bad was going to happen. Um, and, um, you know, so I totally surrendered again. And as a result of that surrender, I recommitted myself to my recovery in a, and myself and, um, you know, jumped into step work, um, you know, with the present day situation, it's kind of hard to really get involved in service work. Um, but I have been reaching out to other recovering addicts that I haven't seen or talked to in a very long time. So I'm, I'm reestablishing that friendship and, and um, just reaching out, being of service like that. I've been attending Zoom meetings and um, I have also found that my daily prayer and meditation has really become a major focus in my life. Um, you know, in the beginning it was very strong and then in the middle there it kind of like was like okay i read it i'm good let's go um <laughs> today i'm focusing on it i'm you know i'm really in tune with that um mm. because i feel like i might have missed that somewhere um and i know i can't miss that because everyone i talk to you know their whole thing is prayer meditation prayer meditation and so i'm thinking maybe i need to give that a try um <laughs> So I've really focused in on that. And, um, you know, through that process, I'm learning how to be honest with, with myself, um, setting boundaries, learning who I am and what I like and what I don't like. Um, and I know that it's okay to ask for help because that's how we grow. And I know that when we hear in the meetings that it's a we program and you can trust us, you're not going to say anything that we haven't heard or we haven't been through. We will help you. I have yeah, found that to true. be true, <laughs> that's so time, true. Yeah. time and time again. <laughs> and you know, even what? like the craziest stuff too, right? Like the, like the wildest stuff, you know, right. that, yeah, you, like, just, <laughs> you know, and you're like, well, wait a minute aren't you going to stop me and say, Oh, you poor thing. Right. No, it's not about the pity. It's about, okay, you're in a situation. Let's get you out. Mm. You know, yeah, this is what, you know, this is what we need to do to get you out safe, or this is what we need to do to keep you from using. Um, Michelle, let me dig, let me dig in on 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 a couple of things that you talked about. Um, and and first, I want to thank you for being transparent and being vulnerable. I know um, that was some heavy stuff that you talked about um, about what happened, you know, about ten months ago and whatnot. So, um, 
a couple things that come to mind is, is number one, um, you know, when, when, when we're a little bit disconnected, right, it's easier yeah. for us, you know, um, to, to kind of like sweep that stuff under, right? No matter what it is, your situation was yours, but you know, w- whatever the secret is, you know, when we're not plugged in, it is a little bit easier, right? To kind of, say, oh, it, oh, it's you know. easy. It is so, very. Yeah. So if we have some listeners like, like saying, damn, Michelle, I'm right where you are. I'm a little bit, you know, disconnected, maybe not hitting as many meetings, maybe not doing my thing, you know, this or that. And I have a secret or I have a big one, a big secret, little secret, you know, whatever it is. Um, could you, could you share like, okay, what, what, what has to happen for that recalibration of our perspective that, that's saying, you know what, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to my sponsor or I'm kicking it at a meeting. I'm doing something. I'm kicking it. Could you, could you, you know, share with them like, Hey, this is how to do it. I mean, is it as simple as just saying here, blah, you know, and throwing it out or like, you know, how, how did you navigate that? I just, I just knew you know, I was told early in recovery to never forget that last using day. Mm. I will never forget laying on a nasty floor, reaching out to whatever spirit at that time. It was just God either take me out or put me somewhere out where I, I can get some help. Oh, and I sure. passed out. And then the next day, you know, my, my process started. And I mm. just remember that. And I keep that close in my heart, not as shame and guilt, but as a reminder that I don't want to go there. So if I'm in a situation or you're in a situation to where you're, you're on that, you're teetering and you know, you need to get some help. Remember that last using day, remember that hell you felt, remember your rock bottom and what brought you to the rooms narcotics anonymous. If you can do that, you can pick that phone up. And you can reach out and call someone. Um, and I know that phone is heavy. I've been, you know, I've been on the other end where I've had that phone and it's like so heavy. But I also know in my heart of hearts that when you, when you press that send button and that other addict picks that phone up, all that weight goes away instantaneously. That's good. That's good. Because as soon as I reached out and as soon as I said those words, it was like, we're on this. I will call you back. I will text you back with someone that you can <laughs> talk to. I am on my way. And that's how it is in Narcotics Anonymous. You know, we, we love each other no matter what. You know, when we walk in the doors, we're all recovering addicts. And we're all here for each other. So Michelle, let me, let, let me ask you this. So, um, so I got clean in 2000 Southwestern PA and, and we were kind of, you know, kind of like the culture around what was like, um, you know, you share whatever, however, and you know, you throw it out at the meeting, like, you know, if it was something deep, you know, from the fifth step, you could, you could throw it out there and, and there's different pockets of recovery that, you know, in, in just different cultures really. And that's, I think that's a, a really neat thing about NA is mm-hmm. that it's done like a little bit different, you know, here and there and stuff. And um, so, so I'm interested to hear your perspective on that. I'm, I'm of the, I'm of the thought that, and, and my people know me, you know, where I, where I hit meetings at, um, I'll talk about whatever, you know, and I'm pretty transparent, you know, I don't, I know there's a perspective of saying like, you know, I'm clean X amount of time. And, and so I'll kick my stuff up. I won't kick myself, you know, my, my stuff down to sponsees or share at meetings or something like this. I really don't, 
you know, assign myself to that. I'll, I'll throw my shit out there, whether it's at a meeting or, 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 you know, with someone I'm sponsoring or something like this, because that's important to me. And I know that, you know, and everyone has their own process. So where are you at with that? Are you kicking your stuff out at meetings? Did you find it a little bit safer to keep it with your maybe sponsee sisters and only your sponsor? Like, what did that look like for you? No, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I am transparent. I, um, now I believe there are certain aspects of, of my process that um, I would not share at a meeting, at an open meeting. I would only share with my sponsor. That's my personal choice. Um, however, I want the newcomer and I want people to know that it doesn't matter if you have 30 days, 30 years, 15 years clean, you can still be crunchy. You can still go through hell. You can still have doubt. They need to know that. I like that. Um, I like that term. So you could be a little crunchy. All right. That might be, that might be a first. Okay. You know, so, because is that what you guys say down in, in, in the Delta? That's what I say, okay. <laughs> you know, clean up my language here, but you know, and I just remember I got clean in Jackson, Mississippi and you know, I had two, I had awesome recovery there and I had two awesome men that, you know, have been clean since, you know, 1983, you know, our predecessors. Mm -hmm that were there and when i heard them share stuff like i don't want to do this today or you know i snapped mm. off at the little girl at the grocery store that just reaffirmed me that they're human they're mm. gonna make mistakes they're not perfect and i needed to hear that as a newcomer um because me and my perfection i want to do everything right i want to get it right and i never want to make a mistake and if I, if, you know, that kept me high for many, many years and I don't want to do that today. Um, you know, and then also I have to be very careful sharing right now. Um, you know, because my ex is part, um, I want to say he is abstinent. He is not actively involved in the fellowship. Um, so, you know, there's that fine line. I don't want to disparage anyone's character, nor do I want to harm anyone that, I, you know, further. So I'm very cautious on what and how I share, but I am honest. Um, you know, I don't call him an SOB or, you know, whatever, but I just share my, my experience. And this is my experience. And I've just been able within the last probably month, to be able to actually say it in a meeting, you know, details mm. like it was abuse. I mm. feared for my life. Um, you know, prior to that, it was, you know, I was in a situation, you know, and then after doing step work and after, you know, doing some heavy duty prayer meditation and um, outside counseling, it's okay for me to say it. And I'm in that oh space. I'm in that space where I can say it now. All right. Good stuff, Michelle. So look, let's transition into the last segment of the, of the episode. I'd like to ask all the guests who come on one final question. So Michelle, if you, if you could go back and speak with Michelle B with one day clean, knowing what you know now and having the experience that you have now, could you share with us what you would tell her? Wow. Hold on little girl. It's going to be a ride, but it's going to, you're going to, it's going to tear your life up before it gets better, but that's okay. 
um, the hard work, the pain, everything is worth it because every time you go through a situation, there's going to be a beautiful lesson to learn if you keep an open mind and an open heart. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm-hmm.